Take as many hot takes as we can. Back to day one. I don't give a damn. Yeah, we love to talk with mics up in our hands. We love to talk with mics up in our hands. In a 90-minute span, make as many takes as we can. We may disagree, but we don't fight. Hey, we yeah. don't fight. Hey, keep it light. Hey, we still tight. Hey. All right. Hey, y'all, welcome to the Barbershop Quintet Podcast, a symphony, a brand new segment where I invite a guest or two, and we have picked out an album that we have considered as a classic, subjectively, but absolutely, no doubt, one of our mutual favorites. In order for a, a symphony to be constructed, some of the most important parts must be accounted for such as our guests and listeners like you. Therefore, let me thank you for your ongoing support. Make sure you subscribe and listen to all of our content, including the OG episodes, the quick five episodes, and of course, the symphony, where I'll be dropped randomly here and there based on everyone's availabilities and schedules a couple of housekeeping ordeals here um was spinning the random number generator as usual to figure out who gets to go first second and so forth um we'll be sharing a 30 45 second clip of each song uh, that we picked um on our list and we will discuss them a bit then take a deeper dive with a few questions uh such as <clears throat> like how does this album rank compared to other albums said genre and to other artists' other works, uh, underrated versus overrated tracks, and a final rating. Um, so let's get this kick started. Uh, again, a revolving guest, guest like recurs again and again for the segment. I love it because him and I, we have not only we're in the same family lineage, but we yeah. have this um, very similar taste in music um, in terms of old and new school. So so um it it's much appreciated and also his his schedule's open he's always down he's the most like enthusiastic about the shit which is great um i mean and also these episodes are the ones where he doesn't fuck up often <laughs> on so um, you've heard him on some of the basketball episodes that we released so far like I'll be uh for the beginning of NBA 22 23 23 season sorry yep and then um blueprint and then we did after hours and then we did a few back before that, and now on to one of my favorites of all time. Um, this artist is my top five artist of all time. Um, in terms of just rapper, current day rappers, uh, very influential, very influenced as well by a certain someone who's canceled at the moment that we're recording right now. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, this this guy this guy's a bit cringe because um, uh, he's a stand for this gentleman. But we're not doing him. We're not doing his album. Thankfully we're doing, not. We're doing uh, this guy who also actually got canceled as well um, for a little bit here. And um, <clears throat> why we're doing this album is because it's been four years since this album has dropped. And also rumors, rumors saying that he might drop out his new album Utopia this year. So cross, cross our fingers, knock on wood. Hopefully he brings it out. And um, yeah, we're talking about Travis Scott straight up our guy um and we're doing astroworld and this this album's hell of a ride so before we dive into this album my recurring guest my good friend mr sahil sajoy please introduce yourself and then give us a little uh teaser statement for your top five list today awesome thank you for the great introduction as always happy to be here um you know you guys, I feel like I don't need a great introduction. I feel like a lot of people already kind of know who I am. You know, I love, I love these kind of music podcasts. They're always the best, mm-hmm. you know, especially album reviews. It's it's great to see what kind of goes into an artist's head, right? It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to kind of like break it down. 
Yeah. They did it for a reason, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to know why. So, you know, it's, it's always good to hop on these. And a little tease for my top five. Um, I don't think there's any mainstream songs on my top five. Whoa. I, I don't think these are mainstream. Maybe one might be mainstream, but that's it. No radio songs, you mean? Is that what you're yeah, trying to sorry, say? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no radio songs, sorry. Hmm. I there think might there was only one. one radio song. Oh, two radio songs. Sorry, that was on. Was yeah, on. there was two. There was two. Yeah. And there's some that could, like, you know, it's pretty could obvious. They're, like, party, they're party hits, right? Mm, like, there's there's a few of them like that, right? And okay, I feel like okay. these songs aren't like that at all. Okay, interesting. My all right. statement. Okay, okay. Thank you very much for your introduction today uh, and course, for your time, you. as always. Um, for myself, for people at home, uh, you already know who I am. I don't have to say anything else uh, to introduce myself, but my list, yeah, it's basic. It's basic as fuck, but man, it's so hard to figure out the order for this list. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, and then my honorable mentions is basically another top five. Like it, it, this, this is one of those albums where, for me, I'm gonna say it loud and clear right now. Put it on the table. Is a non-skip album. Um, okay. There might be one song where I'm like, mm, I can cut out. Mm-hmm. Okay. But everything else, ooh, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's yeah. going. It's like we're only going to a roller coaster ride. Like this album. Puts you through that journey where I feel like not like not that I'm not saying I'm not putting on the mic that I do it, but yeah, when you're induced under something, yep. this album puts you into another headspace. But even if you're not, you still feel like you're induced in something like yep. you're, you're 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 taken to another journey. And for me, this album for me means a lot to me because this album, this artist means a lot to me in terms of like my just my current day music. Um, how it could just take you away, make you escape for a second, and um, yeah, I mean, hint, hint, not judge forever who's listening, my f- true friends. If uh, I I'm hinting that if I get a record player and I haven't gotten the record yet, please get me this record. Um, that's that's on my wish list. So, um, and Christmas is coming, so that's, it wouldn't be too bad of a Christmas gift. <laughs> um, but with that being said, let's head let's head on to um our list here. Before we do that, let's go and spin a random number. We uh, spin a random number generator. One to twenty-five. Whoever lands the closest gets to go first. Sahil, since you're a guest, can you please give us a number, please? Um, let's see. Today, I feel like I'm just gonna pick a random number off the top of my head. Uh, eleven. Okay, I don't want to be a dick, but I'm gonna choose thirteen. It was already on top of my head because it's Halloween season as a recording right oh, now, that's and fair, that that, yeah. that number is like a bit unlucky to some people. So we're gonna go with that. Um, so right now it's saying number five. We're gonna spin at three, two. See, thirteen's unlucky because it's span it's span and it hit on number eleven. So Sahil, you got to go first. No <laughs> first, way. I think this Actually, is one of the few times. Yeah. One of the few oh, times wow. that hits on the number. So, Saw, you have to go is... first. That's actually insane. That's wow. actually insane, right? Halloween. So Halloween luck, man. This is what I'd really like to hear. Yep. So, Saw, you can go uh, first. Um, give us your lesson and uh, play the snippets of the songs that you have chosen. For sure. Let me just pull it up. Mm-hmm. So, my list has no particular order. Mm. Same, you know, because it's like you said, too. 
um, like it's an experience. It's hard to cut things out too, just because you're right. You don't have to be under any kind of influence, but from around to listen, it just flows perfectly. The, the production wise, everything's amazing, right? So for me, there's no list, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I do have top five tracks. And some, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if, if we'll see. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. My first one. Let me give a little snippet. All these snippets are because, like I said, I'm big on production too, right? Mm. So the intro is always the best because, mm. like, it's just like how it, the beat drops and like, that beat fully develops after like mm-hmm. 20 seconds. He does it really well. Mm-hmm. But I always love the intro. So this is the first track. It's uh, Houston Forication. sums it up very well the album mm-hmm, um the beat um how you know there's so the great build up in the middle you know mm-hmm. wherever you get the more kind of heavy trap you get more mm-hmm. like you know you can like have bob your head and actually kind of dance to it but the end is more like melodic more kind of quiet it kind of mm-hmm. dies down where it's like the beauty you know like how i think like travis scott's really good with the kind of sound like yeah like dabbling yeah. in both especially in the same song it does really well yep 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 you know like Use the fornication like captures that perfectly, and I love mm. the chorus. I love the chorus. Like, the chorus, like his deep voice, you know, like he just, <laughs> just saying it's just like oh, just it's just so it's such a simple chorus too. But he just delivers yeah. it so well, and like I, I was just a sucker for it. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's on my list for the top five. Fornication. Okay. okay, really great track. Uh, my next one, mm-hmm. it, it has. I feel like this was what this was the year when his features started to pop. And mm. after this year, every single song it did was a great feature. You know, he became like a like a very underrated monster sure. on features. Yeah, yeah, feature, feature artist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the next track is NC Seventeen. Oh, ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look at your face look at I, your face <laughs> i just oh i still remember the first time this in this album yeah you know? yeah, yeah and yeah, like yeah. i like i remember like i think it was like one of the first times that like, you know an artist released an album with features mm-hmm, i remember mm-hmm. like a big deal it was at the time because we we're just like what is this right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think one of the first 
um, features you properly hear is um, um, Frank Ocean. Mm, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So people are like, wait, what? There's features on this. Right. So like, and this song, the you know, 21 got me like, wait, whoa, I kind of, I kind of fuck with them, you know? And like, mm-hmm. I was like, I still remember the first time I listened to it, I was at Bowman back in Hamilton, like our, our student house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, summer at the time. And I was, I dabbled in some things. I'm not going to say on here, but I dabbled in some things. I kind of took the experience to the next level. We don't I was, condone acti- that activity. What are you trying to say? We don't. We don't. It no. was it was just high on sugar, you know? Like that, that candy sugar. bar sugar. Oh. That's so... Man, yeah. that's so bad for your diabetes level, bro. <laughs> don't do that to yourself. No, kids, don't do that, please. <laughs> don't do that. If you had to do something, just do that. But no, you know, I, it, it was uh, very... Like, the chorus and the transition from... Mm um from travis to 21 was just mm-hmm. it was done so well you know mm-hmm. like 21 just continued the course and he just like went straight to his verse mm-hmm. and i was just like damn mm-hmm. he can do that he can mm-hmm. just do that right yep. and the beat like kind of subtly changes too to kind of match his voice but still yep. it's the same like baseline and everything it's just like damn right like the production and thoughts into it to like even oh, yeah. for like, each artist crazy you know? To complement each one's so right, their strengths, and like obviously his auto tune was almost perfect on this track. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he used it just right, even for the chorus. Oh man, like, like it's just so it feels so. Oh, I don't know. Like I'm, I, I remember like, like remember um the music video for No Knife Talk where it's like kind of like yeah dark but like kind of like colorful kind of still like yep, you know yep, like yep, kind of yep. like that's what kind of felt like when I first listened mm. to it. Yeah, you know, I was just like that. I was just like, damn, like kind of walking outside with like, <laughs> and just looking for something, you know, with the radar glasses. I don't know. It just, yeah, looked, just felt like that kind of feeling, and I just mm-hmm. loved it. And ever since mm-hmm. that, like, this was an introduction to me for Twenty One Savage to to like appreciate his. Oh, like, really? This is your introduction to Twenty One Savage. Well, like in terms of like, you know, taking it more seriously. Obviously, I was oh, okay. new Twenty One, right? And okay, like, okay. heard a few songs here and there. Yeah. Like this was like one of the first times I was like, all right, like. Yeah. I really should take him seriously. And like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. didn't never went back, you know, I never mm-hmm. went back. Mm-hmm. All right. The third song, another great features on it. And just another like flying, you know, mm-hmm. I still remember this song too. When I was in uni, <laughs> first mm-hmm. time I was it, I felt like I was, my mind just like elevated. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a top of a mountain and you're seeing a sunrise. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, And obviously the title matches that really well. Mm-hmm. It's Yosemite. I just feel like I'm on top of the world, you know. Like when I listen mm-hmm. to that, because mm-hmm. uh, it's just it feels just beautiful. It, mm-hmm. you know, once again the production was amazing. Mm-hmm. Once again, right? Mm-hmm. And 
in between verse is still some slow changes. It's not like always like constant beat, which is I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, and the build up too, like the first seven seconds before the beat drops, it was like, you know, oh, it, it's oh, what is the it's like the flute, right? At the beginning, yeah, it's like the flute, yeah, yeah like the flute. Just like, mm, you're just like, <laughs> where are you taking me right now? You know, like, <laughs> what kind of world am I going to now? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? yeah. I feel like that's he put so much like emphasis, mm-hmm. I think, like, for us listeners to be like, you're taking us to a different place. You know, you're actually yeah. like, it's like an actual experience. And like, that's what, like, okay, yeah, like a little tangent, but like, I was telling, I was telling like Neil, I was like, you know, um, a thing that Travis Scott with Astro was so successful was that he built like this community. Mm. He built this where like it felt like it was a live event where we're something where the whole world was waiting for, right? Like we saw it's like it's like a theme park, like exactly the Astro World, right? But the gates were so high, like all we like we're just waiting outside the gates. All we can see is a glimpse. We're jumping up and we see like fireworks and everything. But we don't know what's inside yet. Mm-hmm. And then like the, when the album dropped, he opened the gates and it felt like we. We all experience this together. We all he like transported us all to a new world, you know. And it's so rare for like artists to kind of like give us that experience through marketing, through like advertisements, through like can't make a journey for us, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like he did it so well. And like this is one of the songs that encompasses that feeling of like being transported to a whole new world. Mm-hmm. And that's like a big reason I I love this song. And obviously mm-hmm. the features are great, mm-hmm. you know. And once again, Travis Scott's auto tune is immaculate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was really good. As always, yeah. Yeah, and great. There's some great one-liners. I'm trying, I'm trying, to, uh, I'm trying to find it. I, 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 like at the end, when he's like, "The flame on the island, me and Cash gonna hop." Like I love that. Like that little switch there. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of good parts of the song, but Yo Seventy yeah, is definitely yeah. up there for me. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, the next song. Oh, it's I not... heard that. You heard, I heard that? that first beat. I heard, heard that first that. beat. Wait. Yes, you know what's you know going to be playing, right? And another fa- fan favorite of mine, and a big reason, like I said, is production for this song, too. Mm. Beautiful song. I think Tony knows what's going to be singing, but it's Skeletons. Yep. Yep. Full slow motion. That's a long intro. Holy fuck. It's a long intro, but man, when when you know you're just enjoying life, it <laughs> man, does it hit. Yes, it does. Even it, then. Even then, like especially done. especially when he's like, We're going in slow motion yeah. to outer space. You're like, shut the fuck up, man. Bro, bro, I swear <laughs> to God, it's like you're traveling a space and you see like the cosmos just opening up in a bright light. You know what I'm saying? You're just about yeah, to go yeah, through. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like another big reason, you know, literally, um, the beat, number one, first of all. Like I always like ever since like Days of Rodeo, I feel like mm. one of Travis Scott's biggest strengths is mm. not much so his lyricism, but more of like the way he controls his voice. 
and like applies it to the beat and delivers mm. like his 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 verses right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like his strongest um thing, and like I feel like he shows it off so well in this. And just looking and like there's some like even in the middle when like the beat just completely drops and like mm-hmm. he's spitting his verse, like mm-hmm. the verse had some great punchlines where you're like, okay, that's I like it, you know, like uh. <laughs> Uh, like she, when he was like, "If you take your girl out, do you expect sex? If you take your titties out, do you expect checks?" <laughs> you know, first, and then she like just talking about that shit, like that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Bro, it's just so funny. I was just like, "Facts." Like, do do we, like? Is it true? Do you? <laughs> like, damn! Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it, yeah. it's, just it's just, it's it's good, you know. You know, like took a church visit, you know, because the world is hectic. I'm like, damn, bro, you're right, man. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's literally talking about like all this kind of sex stuff, and always says like, "Yo, like I gotta cleanse myself, you know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta slow it down, bro. I got, you know. Yep, yep, yep. You, got, you know, and just, ah. it's, it's great. It's a simple song in terms of lyrics wise, but like I feel like it did really well with the mm. beat. Mm. And like I said, this was one of, another core memory for me when I this first was the album. I heard this and I was like, what? Because it came after No Bystanders. That's a more like hype up song, right? Yeah. But, so I'm like, it's I could be more hype up. after. It's a big yeah. switch up. Yeah. Well, that's why it kind of just, I was just like, what? Yeah, no, first yeah. I was like partying and I'm like, I just lay down. I'm like, wait a minute, where am I going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was great. So yeah, Skeletons, number two. And the last one. Ooh. So it's a it's a long title name. And it has a lot of people on it. Mm, do oh, I think that. I know what I think it is? Yeah. Is there harmonica in the fucking song? <laughs> it's yeah. trying to be God. Job trying to be God. Can I say, mm. you know, not many artists can make a five-minute, almost six-minute song mm. and make it good the entire way. Mm. It's very few select people that can it do it really is. well. Yep. And Travis Scott had himself to the list, yep. you know, with Stop Trying to Be God. Mm. Uh, first of all, Kid Cudi on the chorus, humming and everything. It's yep. always, he's always amazing. Yep, yep, yep. You know, the beat, amazing. The mm-hmm. chorus is you know, like you're literally just humming along and just singing along with it. Mm-hmm. Verse, you know, literally the whole message of like, you know, stop trying to be God, right? Having like these kind of artists talk about it. I feel like, you know, Travis did it really well, you know. He's like mm-hmm. talking about the hustle culture, how it's like, you know, people glorify it too much, you know, how yeah. like, you know, like you like once you get money, you gotta leave people behind kind of stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. like that's it's, it's like it's like so glorified now, like in mm-hmm. rap music, right? It's like mm-hmm. 
only people that stuck with you should be up with you, right? Kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. I feel like he like they talk about this a lot in this, right? It's like mm-hmm. just success, we can't like kind of forget that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's sick, you know, and like talking about like women's love when you're like rich and successful, how much different it is, right? Yep, Even when yep. you weren't, you know. So I feel like it's such an underrated track because like mm-hmm. like no one really appreciated how long it is. Mm. And then at the ending, oh, like, stop, stop! Bro. Don't say anything because that's a teaser alert. Okay, okay, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. But. <laughs> Yep, that's my that's my top five. Okay, thank you, so thank you. Thank you. All right, so moving on to my list here. Again, like I said, very basic, mm-hmm. and you know, I think Travis Scott, like I said in the intro, uh, he got in trouble uh, <laughs> with his uh, rage culture, um, yeah, enabling that, and and kind of. When you hear rage culture raging you, you think of heavy metal rock concerts, mosh pits, and Travis Scott. Yep. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, right? And and unfortunately, this song encapsulates rage culture to the finest. Um, but in no doubt, when you hear the song, you 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 have to like it's such a hype song. Um. And it's basically as fuck. And I understand why I didn't make it to the radios because it's so like basic. It's so, there's no sustenance to the song. Mm-hmm. It's just words, orders to mm. tell you what to do. And um, this is great because it's an homage to 3 Six Mafia as well in one of their yep. older tracks. Yeah. And this is no bystanders. <laughs> Fuck the club up. <laughs> I mean, shit. Um, <laughs> um, shit, man. Um, this is one I love. Songs that are like multi, like as simple as it is. It's one of those songs that like encapsulates that that what he's trying to do. His vision, his his message of the song, as simple as it can get, puts it out there in a way that you can digest it. First off, secondly, I love songs that are multi um, usage. So there, yeah, you can use it at a party, at a house surgery, to pre-pump, to fucking put that last pump in at work, uh, for working yeah. out, get you pumped yeah. up for an interview. You know what I mean? If you're angry at the world, fuck the club up, right? Like, yeah. it's one of those songs that um is great, but also fuck, man, that song got him in so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's a problem with with him sometimes, especially with this album. Um, that's a downside. It's it's a it's a um, double edged sword. It takes you on a journey, but some people just gets too caught up in that journey that they can't yeah. separate reality and and that that escapism or that other side of things. And that's when people just get way too carried away. And you know, that's actually true. Yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, but that song is amazing. That's why it's on there. I actually had two other songs that's like really high in my honorable mentions list. I could have made it. <laughs> and one of them was spoiler. It was NC seventeen. Yeah. Um, it was it was hard, but yeah, yeah this one, I, this one just because of the man, just fuck the club up. Like fuck that's all. Club up. I get yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So, um, my next song here, very basic as well. Um, again, I think people would get mad at. You saw how that you didn't have this song on your list, and I think people wow. would get mad at me that I have the song so low on this list because this song is very basic and, in my opinion, is very overrated and very overplayed. Spoiler, um, um and it's uh, Sicko Mode with Drake. We'll put this shit together. I'm in blue. Shorty face, Tommy out the blue. Someone said, someone said. You can't deny it's a head buffer, though. Yeah. So I'm gonna cut it there because the next part you you already know. Um, mm. I did that part for the intro of the song. I think that's what people when you go to the club, and that's the thing that pissed me off because the epitome of this album is to take you on a journey. It's to go through that journey. Fucking hate it when DJs cut songs out, especially for me being a DJ. It pisses me off because this yeah. song is. Let me see here. It's about five minutes long and they yeah. only play about 45 seconds of it and it's the yeah. last part it's drake's part it's drake's part and it's yeah. like bro like there's more to that than this yeah like that 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 beat switch up in the beginning that beat switch up before this that's why i had to that's why the, i chose a clip that i played because that beat switch is so good it's amazing and, and you and you miss you miss that sway lee part which is very underrated as a whole song i put this on a list because i appreciate the beat switch it's probably the one of the best beat switches i've heard in my life it caught me by off guard it's yeah. like but because because yeah the radio and because DJs yeah. at clubs, especially, yeah. And the yeah. fact that DJs play this that part only, yep, gets yep. people. Like when that other part happens, people don't jump. People just stand there. They're like, just skip away to that part, and it's like yeah. a TikTok song. Like it's just, it's just one of those songs where you're like, okay, now I'm just gonna use a clip for it. Like it, it really irks me. I'm sorry, I'm getting very passionate, but man, to oh. appreciate this album. You have to go through it from A to Z. There is no skipping. Yeah. Well, and that goes with songs too. Like, yeah. if you don't like it, you sit with it because there's a purpose. Yeah. You're 1 billion percent right. And I'm so glad you finally, like, put my thoughts into words. That's the only reason why Sickle Mint's not on my list. Why I will, I'll talk about it more later, but same reason. Just because they... It's such a beautiful song. Even Travis has a great verse as well. Like he has a great verse. Oh yeah. But oh, then yeah. like it's because Drake was catchy. You know, like they play Drake's intro part, then you skip over all of Travis and go straight to yep. Drake again. Yeah. You know, it and people that are like, oh, I love Sickle Med, they, they don't even know like Sway Lee's yeah. on it. Yep. They don't even know it. Yep. You know, just because of the club. So that's a, you're right. Right into words. 
Yeah. Well, yep. yeah, it's a great track though, regardless. Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG if you want to be involved as a guest on our panel or have any topics you'd like to discuss about. Hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let's be your top five of the day. My number three song is one of those songs as well um, that is longer. Uh, that was also on your list. Mm. That also has a long title. <laughs> and the beat switch for this song is fucking phenomenal. Yep. The only reason why I'm going to play this is because, like you alluded to earlier before you spoiled it away, yep. this has to be my favorite part of this fucking song. Yep. Because this took me on some motherfucking journey yep. with... I'm not going to say who yet. For the listeners at home, you could figure this shit out and see who's in the background of it because yep. you probably don't even know one of them. One of them you know for sure if, you do, if you're a big music head. The other one yeah. you don't know. No, And it's not until... <sighs> people have dissected the song and they're like, oh my god. That just happened. Yeah. And <laughs> also on top of that, this video, motherfuck. Bro. This video. Bro. And it was the first video to drop too. It was the first video. Yeah. The, but... His wife was on it. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. His girl was on it. His baby mom, whatever. Yeah, but whatever still, it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Yo, what? Underrated. Underrated. Un- yep. Holy this... shit. This whole song is yep. Yep. So so again, if you haven't already guessed it already, stop trying to be God. And did you see the light in the past? And can you ever see it coming back? <laughs> or can you always be Oh God! Oh my Amen! God. Hallelujah! Amen! Bro, one of the songs that I'm gonna say that's on my overrated track, oh, overrated tracks. His that artist featured on this album. I'm gonna spoil it big right now. If you thought that album of his took you to church with songs like Solo and Pink and White, <laughs> this song fucking took you to church. And I'm not even freaking religious. Yeah. Like, this song, holy shit. James Blake. Yep. Y'all already heard that. That sultry fucking 
falsetto voice that sounds yep. like Bonnie Vare. Yes. Off, those two artists, when they do hip hop songs with a bit of oomph of soul into it, changes. Changes, changes the song. So 100%. much. So yep. much depth. Yeah. With the, and then with the, you hear the organs in the back playing. Yes. And then yeah. you, and then you, and then there's nothing. It was just him, organs with a bit of auto tune, and you're like, Transcendent. oh, and then, and then he starts doing more of the auto tune with the harmonies and the, with the harmonica mm, in the back. Yeah. If I bet everyone here who's listening a hundred bucks without figuring out, out of 10 people, 100 bucks, who can figure out who played the harmonica, I'd probably get about seven to $800. <laughs> um, that was Stevie Wonder. Stevie yep. fucking Wonder was on this song. Yep, I know. I know. That blind bastard was on I this know. song. With Cuddy and James Blake. Like, how crazy. And that's the, that's the craziest part about this album, yeah. is that all his songs have doesn't say any features. That's another yeah. part of it that puts you through this journey because you don't know what you're expecting next. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It so just bad. throws you into surprise. Like, let's go. I'm, I'll touch upon it now because where are you on this tangent? NC 17. When you hear that song, you're like, Oh shit. Migos is going to be on this track because all you hear is at Migo ad libs for like fucking like 40 seconds. And you're like, yeah. wait, 21 Savage is on this track. Yep. It's such a surprise. It's such a surprise. And this song, if someone asked me, would you rather have 10 minutes of Stop Trying to Be God or 9 minutes of Runaway? I'm picking Stop Trying to Be God. Hot take? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. There's so many layers in this. Whoever produced this, oh my god, you are a god. I'm checking it right now. I'm curious that he produced this. If it's Mike Dean, he is a god. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. We got this loading up. Credits. Produced by... Oh, oh yeah. Travis, Mike Dean, yep. Q-Beats, and J-Beats. Mike, Mike Dean, bro. That guy. Yeah. I see. So... Low, low, low. Other tangent. I went to see the weekend in Seattle. Like I, we talked about uh, yeah. after hours. Mike Dean opened up for him. Motherfucker, <laughs> this guy's, <laughs> this guy's insane, man. The yep. shit that he creates out of his head. Oh my god. But yeah, stop trying Too to be genius. God. Stop trying yeah. to be God. Mike Dean is the only God in this whole oh, God. The best producer of our time right now. In my opinion, like one of creative. the best. I'm gonna say one, one of the best. best. One, hey, of, one the of the best. best. Very creative. Very good. Yeah, but again, give me nine minutes of ding, ding, ding versus that. I agree. Give me that every day. I agree because that shit puts not only puts me into a different world, but made me feel different shit that I never felt before. Yep, and it's more like, layered, and and every second is so different. Yep. We, uh, you're never bored. You're never bored. You're never bored. It's a journey. It's, it's the a journey. journey. All right. It. Speaking of journeys and feelings and how that gives you some sort of feeling or effect. Um, if you didn't catch that, there was a pun in there. 
this no. song is one of the biggest radio songs before Sycamore no. was. The only reason why this song makes it on there for me is because my alter ego came from this song, and it's a sentimental value for me. Okay. Um, it's Butterfly Effect, on number two. Mm. Give me a second. This day, this album came out August 3rd, 2018. August 3rd, 2018, myself, shout out to Andy Kwok, shout out to Ben Olise, shout out to Sean Penderbury, and shout out to Jide Egbawumi, witnessed the birth of Jamal that day. Mm. Waiting for Travis Scott to come out. This album came out that day. Mm-hmm. This song put me into another world. The only reason why I had this song so high up is not only because of that, because I feel like this song is one of those songs that, yes, lyrically, it's so hard to fucking follow with because, like, it's not catchy. Like, the lyrics aren't catchy. But the hook is somewhat catchy if you're a big Travis Scott stan. And... And and it's one of those songs that it's a love or hate song. But because there's songs like No Bystanders or In Sicko Mode, this song got buried. And this is one of those songs that was in between the two and like with songs like Beebs in the Trap, songs like Antidote, songs like Goosebumps, Pick Up the Phone. It that window that Travis Scott has, Butterfly Effect was slipped into there as a single, and it just got lost in the mess. And for me, I feel like it's a bit unappreciated, underrated. No, unappreciated. Yes, that's my take. Mm. But that's my second favorite song, just because of sentimental values. And I feel like Bronny and LeBron James when he performed that Bronny's birthday when that song came up. Mm, yeah yeah i saw the video yeah it's pretty hype <laughs> it was pretty hype but i'll i'll talk about butterfly effect later okay my number one song again we we talked about this so many times already this album is a journey yeah and you said houston fornication should have been the closing <laughs> this song is the perfect opening for this album. Mm. Stargazing at number yeah. one. I respect that.
I mean, sure, Yosemite could have been up there for an opening. Stop trying to be God could have been the perfect opening as well for that. But man, the image you and the story that you and Neil, your 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 little tangent with uh with Neil when you said it's one of those albums that's marketed so well yeah. that it makes you feel like you're in front of uh Astroworld with the gates waiting for things to be open. Yeah. This feels like this is the very first step and you're like, Whoa, what the yeah. fuck is going on here? It's so the beat isn't that like hard yet. Yeah. But the BPM is bit high like quick enough that it it can become like a rager song, which is which it is. Yeah. Um this song's also very underrated in my opinion. Um great opening because it just sets the tone. It sets the tone for the album. You're stargazing. We already have so many space and fucking stars and spiritual experiences type of thematics throughout this album. But this is the one that sets the tone, even though it's not one of the biggest songs. And that's what I appreciate about the song so much because it started off the journey to this album. And I couldn't have picked a better song to start off this journey because if it was a big single, no. Yep. Crayar Saul, because that's the first surprise surprise feature that you hear. So you're like, yeah. whoa, I wouldn't yeah. have put that as my number two song. Number three, you already knew the biggest single. And also, I want to do this a uh, little tangent. I want to do another, like, uh, 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 to debunk this to see if um, the third track for every hip hop album is the biggest song. Because oh, true. Sigma, because Sigma Mode is technically. It's biggest song, arguably speaking. Yeah. Um, which we'll see when we play Clapper Crappers or Slappers next. But um Yeah. Wow. There's Drake on there, and then it slows down and it just goes up and down, up and down, up and down in different modes. And I think stargazing is a perfect way to hold this because it's it's you're in awe. You're you're in you're just starting a journey. And I feel like that's a Best way to do it is song that's catchy enough and song that's not too slow, but slow enough that lets you process things, lets you start it off correctly in the right tone, right setting. So yeah, that's my top five list um, for Travis Scott's Astro World. Um, can you repeat your list and I'll share my thoughts on it, and then I'll share my list, and then you could share your thoughts on that quickly. All right, let's see. So my list, we have no order. Houston Fornication, mm-hmm. NC-17, mm-hmm. Yosemite, Skeletons, and Stop Trying to Be God. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston Fornication, shouts to Houston. Um, yeah. I love that he puts an homage in there. Houston Fornication, for me, has been a grower. Um, after like the 25th, 50th listen, I didn't really appreciate as much as I, did, as I do now. Especially... Oh, Especially the that when that last song, Coffee Bean, isn't the best. The best. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you agree with that. Houston Fornication is great. It, it has, it's not the catchiest, but it has this like flow, like the like, like yeah. this rhythm pattern he goes with it, especially with his hooks, which is yeah. great, which got had some catch to it. Um, and then you said. NC-17 next? NC-17, yeah. Okay. There are some bars. 
Oh, you're pulling it up, right? For 21? That made me laugh. Um, 21, I know the bar that made me fucking howl. I think um, I'm thinking the same one. It's it's the it's it's the the one with Tra- well Travis was one first that made me laugh and and kind of howl was um where is it is it on this one oh maybe it's not on this one it might be another song uh yeah it might be another song but I, I always get this song mixed up because there's always one good line in this one and I thought that both of them were on this one because of the yeah. funny punchline. But I guess uh, for this song, it's uh, Twenty One Savage um, with uh, "I Nutted on Your Face," call- "I Nutted on Your Face," call me Baby Face. Yes. Yo, yes. first off, first off, first off, first off, first off. Bro. For people who who listen to music, <laughs> some some of the biggest R and B songs of all time, and some of the yeah were were either sung by Baby Face. There's an actual yeah. artist named Baby yeah. Face, mm-hmm. or yeah. Or or uh, produced by him, or sorry, written by him. Yep. We're not talking about bust down Tatiana Babyface yet, okay? Nope. I mean, they could have, but that was the first Babyface that that came out to my mind. That's the first. That's the first contingent, the fat faucet there for that punchline. That's the first entendre. The second entendre, it's not even double entendre. It becomes a triple entendre because the second entendre. Nut, sperm, cum, babies. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Babies on the face, swimming in it. Baby face. Get it, everyone? All right. Yeah. That shit made me fucking howl. I loved 21 Savage for his fucking cheesy ass one liners. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what people say about cheesy one liners. Lil Wayne. Big Sean, Twenty One Savage, some of the biggest cheesy liners are the most easy, Drake. like Drake, most easy to remember. Mm-hmm. You look at one of the biggest Kanye songs out there. I hate to bring it back to Kanye, but Mercy. Yep. Who has the best verse? Big Sean. Yep. Yep. Because yeah. it's the most easily recognizable. It is. You're right. You can spit the whole verse. Yeah, you're Boing. right. Make your ass shake. That's an ass quick. Roll that weed up on it. That's an ass the tray. Ass Say it. Oh. I, I mean, I'm missing some lines in there, but bro, like it's the 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 wordplay on there is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like when you listen to it, you'll know it. You know, it'd be yeah. like, oh yeah, I can easily rap to this. And I don't know what was NC seventeen. I think it was who what that um mm-hmm. kind of kind of. Uh, was the other line I was thinking of was uh when Travis was like, "I smacked the ass and attacked back." <laughs> oh, that, that was who won. That was who won. That was who I was like, "Yo, that shit's hilarious, bro." But yeah, um, this this made me giggle too a lot. Um, Yosemite, I hate Nav. I really hate Nav with a passion. That guy is so. He grew on me. He's so monotone. But man, you can't help the fact that songs when he does with Future, when he's on it with Travis, especially when the Thugger. weekend, yeah, Thug, bro, like it's so good. Yep, I agree. Um, and then, and then your other two songs were stop trying, stop trying to be God. I don't need to say anything more about that. And Classic. then, your, and then your other, uh, your number one song what was it again. 
It was well, it was skeletons and subtraction. Oh, and then skeletons, skeletons. I like skeletons. Um, there's no, no, I'm not cringing. I'm just, I'm just thinking of something to say because skeletons is one of those songs that kind of disappears in the midst of all of it. I agree. Um, but also, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's, it's not wake up, but I think skeletons also has a bit of a weekend sample in it too. No, a little bit. There's a little bit vocals yeah. from him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what yeah. I was thinking. It's yeah. not like wake up, but there is a little bit of him in it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a verse or a feature. It's not a verse. It's it's like Stevie Wonder, you know, same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Migos. Or Migos, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, sprinkled okay. in, yeah. Yeah, but I enjoyed your list. Um, thank it's you. Great. You always give the deep cuts, which is why I love having you on here. It's always, <laughs> it's always a surprise. So no, hundred percent, yeah, and your list surprised me too. Okay, so we'll go back to my list again, and if you have any thoughts on that, number yeah. five, no bystanders, sicko mode at four, stop trying to be god at three, butterfly effect at two, and then stargazing at one. I love stargazing. You know that was actually my honorable mentions mm. and underrated as well. Same reason, like you said, right? It's an eye opener. It's a great way to intro one of the best intro tracks of 2018 and arguably mm-hmm. like that 2015 and 2020 run. It may mm-hmm. be one of the best intro tracks in hip hop mm-hmm. anyways, but it's a great track. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Butterfly effect. <sighs> There's not many songs. I hate. There's not many songs like, and Travis Scott, he doesn't make any songs. That I actually like genuinely cannot listen to. But butterfly effect, <laughs> I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I hate it. I'm sorry. I know I, I I like the I like that you have like a core memory with that. That's great. But I I'm a bit hurt. I'm a bit I know, hurt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. I, I, I was gonna go. I was gonna go easy. I was like, oh man, it's like you give such a wholesome reason. I can't just shit on the bed. Well, but... Yeah. What's your reason? I want to know why. Okay, so Butterfly Effect came out. I, you know what I think it is? I think I just think because like it came out with the whole um, it came out on SoundCloud at first, right? And it came out during that whole um, um, what's that version of Trap Team McKnight? Mm. And that that album itself was like whatever to me. Like I wasn't a big fan of it. There's a few mm. tracks I liked, and Butterfly Effect kind of rolled around the time. And I was thinking, if this is the direction Astro was going to be into, I'm not gonna like this album. So I already had very bad takes. I, I was like, mm. this song is just so, it's just so annoying. Like mm. it's, it's such a, I feel like it's, it's like it's such a try hard to get on the radio, you know, mm. try to make it very, very obvious that this is a radio song mm. from you said, the chorus is decent. You're right. hundred percent is a decent chorus. But like I said, it's like, it's decent enough just to be on the radio. So people, so it's easy. People are like, oh yeah, like I like, it. I can sing along to it. Right. And it's just an annoying beat. Like there's not many switch ups. It's, pretty consistently the same thing it's yeah. just like yeah i can see what like, you're saying you no know, it's like four minutes long it's like bro like stop like stop doing this to me you know and <laughs> and it actually pissed me off when i saw on the album because uh-huh. like i did like I, obviously i skimmed through it first before mm-hmm. playing it because like if there are any features mm-hmm. i see butterfly effect and i'm like dear god <laughs> i swear to god if, if it has songs like this i'll be upset oh i know what's your no scrubs track shit yeah it's yeah, <laughs> pretty high up there it's pretty high up there yeah no and, and so that's, that's you know i'm not gonna speak twice on that but it's like a big reason why um Jeez. well what, what was the other songs I, I missed hold on stop uh, trying to be god obviously stop trying to be god, sickle yeah. mode sickle mode same reason for you you know yeah. like 
I just I feel like it's overrated just because of that too. Like mm-hmm. like as a track, it's severely not underrated but underappreciated. You're right. Mm-hmm. But for what Sycamore is, it's overrated. It's the most overrated track. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I hate it. You know, I hear the club and like, I hate this so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. And you had one more, right? Is it- uh no bystanders. <laughs> Uh-oh. I get it. No, I, get, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, I get it. It's a two-minute song. It's very short. Again, it's, it's an instructional song. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not a song. No. I would say. Like, I, I guess. I get that reasoning. It could be. It could even be considered an interlude. In my opinion. it is an interlude. I think. Yeah. Considering how short it is, too. Right. Like, yeah, I kind of yeah. like that. Like he didn't add titles to it because it kind of makes us decide if it is or not. So, like, you know, it's like I, I like that the interlude. Yeah, it's it's good. It's, mm. it's it's a tone it's, it's a good tone good placement mm-hmm. of the album mm-hmm. but as an individual track like i get what you're saying like it hypes you up no matter what you're doing M- maybe i gotta try that out uh, i mean my mind might change because i never done yeah. that before yeah, yeah, yeah. but if i do i would give it a try I, I feel like just because whatever like whatever i was on while listening to the album <laughs> didn't really match vibe that no shit you know <laughs> no shit I'm just, I'm just laying down the lights off i'm just like oh jesus <laughs> I'm, like, oh, bro. I'm just in my, I'm in my bed right now you know what I'm, saying? I'm just like i'm like i'm like i'm like on the couch or whatever just like vibe into this yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not the vibe so maybe that's, that's what funny. could put a sour taste in my mouth but yeah, great yeah. great list of regardless except even though i'm not a big fan of <laughs> Okay, do you have any honorable mentions? You uh you mentioned uh stargazing. Yeah. Add one more. Mm-hmm. Um wake up. Oh, yes. I love wake up. Like, I don't wanna wake up. Yeah, well. <sighs> Got your in my sheets. Like, bro. Pussy so good. Oh, Pussy so, so sweet. Like, bro. It's actually such a good. It's album. so catchy, it's such, holy! It's so fuck. catchy, and the weekend, like, and the beach. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about later. That, yeah. that, that's like another list for me. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions for me again. Like I said, it's another like top five list. I love this album. Like this album is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, I don't blame you. And it's, I think it's Travis. In my opinion, Travis's best album. So, um, hot take. Yeah. Um, wake up yeah. is on there. NC seventeen is also on there. Perfect. Yosemite is on there. Perfect. Who what is on there? Interesting. Houston Fornication's also on there. Interesting. And then here here's a curveball. Can't say. I fucking love Don Tolliver. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don Tolliver is a next like he's next level shit. Like he adds yeah. another depth to it, and I love it, man. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. That song, that song, that song was a grower for me. But that song, when when I started becoming Don Tolliver, I was like, yeah. no, the song's actually really good. It's a grower. It's definitely it is a, grower. a grower. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, moving on to the next question here. Um, what's your No Scrubs track? Um, for this album. So basically, for people at home, TLC created a track in early two thousands called No Scrubs. This is a song from an album that you'll you'll cut off and you'd be okay with it. Yeah, um. So there's only one song that I actually would want to cut off. The rest are like, yeah. if it was cut off, I wouldn't mind too much. But yeah, like yeah. I said, the whole journey is great. Um. Obviously, number five, like I'm the number one song I want to cut off is I already mentioned this butterfly effect. Like, mm. I want that gone. <laughs> like, I want I want that gone. That's not that should not be there, especially between who what and who, 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 who should not be there. 
Yeah. Uh, second, we both touched on this coffee bean. Mm. You know, yeah. such a boring, like, non grand way to end the album. You know, it's just like plain, bland, like a throwaway track. He just wants to get yeah. more streams on. It just kind of pissed me off listening yeah, to yeah, this yeah. track. Yeah. But nonetheless, not my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, another, no, the next one, Astro Thunder. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. I just feel like it was kind of like a, like a whatever track. Like yeah. it's just, it's just there. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's only like, it's only two minutes too. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously like it's a more tracks for him to get, you know, it, it made sense while listening to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never like to pick it up and be like, all right, I want to listen to Astro Thunder today. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah, there. Yeah. It's there. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah. I have no bystanders as well. Um, yeah same reason um you know like i said before like it just it not that it felt out of place no it did between stop trying to be gone skeletons it's a little out of place mm. that's the only track i feel is a little out of place mm. like maybe after sicko mode have been nice or before sicko mode might have been nice because then like you know no bystanders are strong and sicko mode's kind of strong and the rips mm. r.i.p screw is more like relaxed Kind of yeah. tone, which goes to just stop trying to be God, right? So I feel mm-hmm. like that would have been better. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd have appreciated more then, but mm-hmm. in that placement, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And the last one, geez, you have a long list. Yeah, yeah, wow. last one. This was like maybe, like if I had to, had to like five. I if I had to, okay, it'd be who what? Oh. Yeah, if I had to. So your list and my list are besides some stop trying to be God and maybe <laughs> NC seventeen wake up in Yosemite. Everything else is in reverse. Yeah, wow, I, this I, is the first. I I know, right? I I personally felt like the second half lacked of the album. Mm. I feel like it had a strong intro, mm. but I felt like the second half, like there was a little more more inconsistencies, mm. a little bit more like. Just like not filler tracks, but more like I get it, it sets the tone, mm. but it's like not enough. Mm. That's what I feel about the second half of the album. So I mm. feel that's why a lot of my songs come from there. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. For my no scrubs track, um, it's pretty easy. There's two of them. First off, obvious one, Coffee Bean. Uh, we yeah. alluded to this before. Again, just like you said, I think for uh, Houston Fornication, it would have been a great, like, just ending to the album, just you know, yeah. just um, giving respects to the city and you know to his ho- his hometown, and then just wrapping it off. Like it, it had a great vibe too. I-, I understand after after I read some things, I understand why Coffee Bean was on there. He wanted to show his rapping chops. Yeah, I heard that. Pushing his envelope a bit, mm. man, Travis, you're one of those guys who does music in a certain way. And you perfected it. You're great at what you Easily. do. Just, yeah. just keep doing that. You're not gonna. We're not. We're not. We're not comparing you to Drake. Like no. Drake, we have always wanted to push the envelope because we know he can push the envelope. Yep. We don't need you to push the envelope. So, true. Coffee Bean, just different vibe. Just I don't know. Coffee Bean felt like it was like one of those songs that was supposed to be on Birds and Trap. And just all of a sudden, yeah, or like I one agree. of those songs from like Rodeo or Days Before Rodeo, and just transfer onto mm-hmm. here. I was like, 
oh, don't forget, like, I can still rap, too. Like, it's not all auto-tune. Uh, I don't know about rodeo or days before rodeo, too. <laughs> oh, bro, if you listen to some of the tracks from days before and rodeo, it's mm. weird. Some of the songs but, are weird, bro. No, you're right, but it's a lot better than Coffee Bean. <laughs> like, Coffee Bean's not weird. It just, like, it just feels so, like, like, he's not even trying, in my opinion. It just feels so unenthusiastic. He's trying, he's trying but it's not, it's not, he's trying way too hard. Maybe that's what it is. He's trying like, way it, too hard to be a, a, a lyricist. Yeah, but it's not like Rodeo. Rodeo is a classic. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> and my other track, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking want to punch you through the screen after that. Okay, uh, the other track that I think we also agree on is Astral Thunder. Um, that track I can live or live without it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's one of the weaker songs. It is, hundred percent. I understand, but like, first off, if Astro's in your title. Yeah, and it should be good. Yep. That's my biggest complaint. You're leading. You're misleading us. Like it's not. It's it's okay. It's very mid, but it's yep. mid enough that I'd be okay to keep it. But I wouldn't be like, oh shit, it's cut off the album either. Like, you know yep. what I mean? So yep. All right. Um, that was my quick uh, no scrub tracks. Moving on to the next question here. Underrated song on this album. And I know you probably have a fucking list of it. <laughs> yeah so obviously the first one is um wake up you know super underrated um because you know cause everyone has dropped everyone like on reddit and stuff were saying that the weekend and travis like that like out of all the three songs they had at the time or four they had four songs at the time like this was the worst one and i was thinking I like them all equally, to mm. be honest. I don't see anyone that's like above or below because they all have mm. different like feelings and moods. Mm. But wake up, like that made me feel like it was super underrated because it's like, um, you know, it's a great track to listen to. I don't know. Sorry, like, like, like my, my, my train of thought kind of got lost. Okay, there. I thought you had to like look around your scene just so you don't get in trouble from uh, whatever you're gonna say next. So no, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just locked in, so I just look uh, back. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, damn, that's my train of track. But yeah, no, it's, it's I'm saying it's severely underrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, okay. it's a great track. Uh, the next one, obviously, I have same thing. Stargazing. You know, I'm not going to go too much detail because we spoke about that already, but super underrated track. Mm-hmm. One of the underrated um, intros. Mm-hmm. Carousel as well, I think it's super underrated. Mm. Just because it's right before sickle mode. So, like, you know, like when you see sickle mode there, people often would just like, whatever, like, I just want to go mm. straight to that track, right? Mm. But I feel like Carousel, obviously, you know, we got one of the most surprised features at the time. Interesting. Okay. And did he drop Blonde in 2018 as well? I think he, he did. did. He did. He dropped it in 2017. It was 2017? I believe so. Let me find it. Oh, because I thought it was like around the same time. 2016. Oh, right. It was 2016. Yeah. The greatest summer of all time. You're right. You're right. So I guess like at that time, no, that makes sense. The timeline adds up. Frank didn't do anything. Yeah, so like, yeah, exactly. Like on Twitter, everyone's like, "This is Frank's comeback," mm. you know. <laughs> mm. And that that kind of discussion kind of made it like it, it kind of created a community as well, right? So I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what a big thing I loved of this album. Like every track, because like it's like we said, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
the whole world at 12 a.m. was listening to the track together on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, when the next track starts, everyone's on it at the same time. Yep. You know, and, and you see tweet live tweets like, wait, is that Frank Ocean? Wait, what, did he just say this? You know? So, yep, everyone's yep, like, yep, yep. like I said, it's like a festival. It's such a great moment, right? So, like, no, I, I, I love Carousel. It's what one of my favorite tracks as well. Mm-hmm. And my last one is R.I.P. Screw. Oh, okay. Love. That. Oh no, there's another one. There's another one more. There's one more. Five percent tip. Okay, okay. That's it. That's my underrated. For me, I mean, if I want to cop out, I would say every song, but Sega mode. Yeah. But I'm not gonna that. cop. I'm not gonna cop out. Um, I must say. Stargazing because it sets the tone and it's so underrated. Um, stop trying to be God. That fuck man. The, those layers are so unpre- unappreciated. Um, I'm gonna put sickle mode on there. Um, the beat switches are very underrated. I don't think people stick along for that long. Like, that's that's one of my biggest signs of like biggest points of critique there. That's why I, I don't like it. Um, yeah, I think um that's it for me to be honest um for that for that list. So let's go overrated. Uh, sick. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, uh, <laughs> overrated. What's your overrated track style? <laughs> well, you already said it. You already said it. It's sicko mode. It's sicko mode. That's that's my almost overrated track. And I feel like you know that like you know I think we already spoke about it. How like Drake um. You know, they, they glorified Drake's part so much where, like, yeah. the rest of the track is just so forgotten, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And just hearing people, like, that are Travis fans mm. say they love sicko mode, mm. but, like, they don't know the rest of the song, right? Yeah, just, yeah, no, I It's just a bad taste of the thing. Because then it got me thinking, like, was this always the attention to kind of have, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, a 45-second of, like, attention-grabbing, attention bring more people to the album, Especially like a surprise feature from Drake, and no one knows mm-hmm. that he's on there. True, right? you know, you know, like it's kind of making me like think about that kind of idea, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. obviously I don't think he's that kind of artist. Yeah, yeah every yeah. artist is to an extent; they have mm-hmm. to get their music out there, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's like that kind of thinking. I was like, oh, maybe that like it didn't make me a big fan of it. So maybe feel like it's overrated. Yeah, that's yeah. the only track. That's the only track. Okay, for me, I have two tracks: Sicko Mode, of course. Um, don't need to say anything else anymore. I think I sound like a broken record. Yeah. And things that's and also things that spin around. I'm gonna say this: you put it in your underrated. I'm gonna put it in my overrated. Carousel. Um, mm. the reason why is because it's because that Frank Ocean didn't make any music for two years, <laughs> and it's because of the hype that everyone was putting out there on Twitter and in the world about, oh my God, what's going on? And it's because of that that made a part of Astro, the first half being so strong. And it's because of that feature and how magnificent Blonde was that this feature made it one of the most goaded songs of all time. People say that this is one of the most goaded Frank Ocean or goaded Travis Scott songs because of each other's, you know, back, back off. Yeah. No, 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 no. Carousel is not one of the greatest songs of all time. I'm no. so sorry. It's not one of Frank Ocean's greatest songs of all time. Neither is Travis Scott's. Do not goad it. It's, yeah, it's good. A good song, though. It's a great song. 
his. Don't get me wrong. And I get your point of being before sicko mode, and people tend to overskip it. Yep. Just it's a hit true. to that. Yeah. But I think that just because of the power, the star power that's in the beginning of the album, that when people hear, when people got word that, oh, Frank's on it, yeah. the second song, yeah. that's when people are like, whoa. And also, you know, when you listen to an album, you tend to get album fatigue, especially yeah. with this album when it's like tw- almost 20 songs or more than 20 songs long or so. Yeah. He's he he did he knew what he did. Carousel was the number two song on that album. Yeah, it it started the hype. You're right. You're right. It's like who else could be a surprise on here? You're right. He has so much pull. It's like here I'm flexing. My dick is bigger than yours. Yeah, <laughs> I I got Frank Ocean on my album, and he's been hiding for two years. They could anyone else do that? No one yeah. else can say that. I mean, Kanye did. Yeah, but, but come on, that's another. <laughs> You know what I mean? He got that's, him on Pablo, but that's that's that, that's that's another thing, right? But yeah, but that's Kanye West too, right? Yeah, exactly. So for someone like Travis to pull someone like Frank yeah. makes Scott, it big and automatically no. goats it, and it's like no, it's not yeah. goaded. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, okay. So moving on to the next question here. Um, it's a game that you played playing times already. Slappers versus crappers. You got three. You basically you got three. Um, shots at guessing what's the most played song, what's the least played song on this album based on Spotify streams, and then basically, yeah, um, if you get it right, then you uh guess the number, and yeah, there's nothing going on there. But um, <laughs> for the slappers, what do you think is the biggest song? It's second pretty one, easy. obviously. Yeah, second most number one. So okay, it's top three, right? Yep. Stick mode. Yosemite. And um, yep. butterfly effect. In that order, Yosemite's last. Butterfly effect second. Okay, you got the order right. Do you want to tell? Do you want to tell me the the numbers? Oh, all right. Sycamore is not. I think it's six six hundred fifty million. Okay. Butterfly effect, I'd say it's like two hundred ten million. Okay. Yosemite's is like one eighteen. Damn, bro. You're very undervaluing this album. Really? Um, Actually, I, I, I fucked up. Yosemite's not in the top three. Oh, damn it. What is I missed then? one. Uh, number three was Stargazing. Damn, interesting. Yep. Um, Yosemite was fourth. I miscounted. Okay. I missed one. Um, Number one, Sycamore was at 1.7 billion. It was at billion, huh? 1.7 billion. Butterfly Effect is over 1 billion. Actually, huh? Stargazing is is uh, about 610 million. 600. I'm telling you, man, you're undervaluing this album. This album is one of the greatest of all time. Wow. Especially in this modern pop rap. Yeah. I did not think it was that big. Yeah, bro. That's yeah. very surprising. And doesn't help that he had a fucking festival named after his album name, so... That makes a lot more sense now. Wow. Right. So Wow. I did not think it was that busy. That big, I mean, sorry. Damn. Okay. Because now you know the numbers. Let's go with crappers. Yeah. So on the opposite end, what's the lowest three? Hey, y'all. 
as you heard, sadly, I do not have sponsors. But I do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that I like to share and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand-drawn and hand-painted logo that you've seen, go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account at ByDylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroupPad, for the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Now, go check them out, and we'll be right back. So Coffee Bean's the lowest. I can bet my life on that. What song? Coffee Bean. Okay. Coffee One. Bean's the lowest. Um, who's, no. Who? Mm. You're betting on your life on that, you said? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I just want to yeah. make sure you said that. Okay. Astro Thunder is second last. Okay. And then I think third is who what? So you got two of the songs right, but you're dead. Um, Damn. Damn, really? So the, the lowest stream song was NC-17. What? The second lowest stream song was Who What? Okay. And the third lowest stream song, not by a bit, not not by not by much, was Coffee Bean. NC seventeen. Yep. You want to you want to guess the numbers here? So NC seventeen, I think, is one eighty five. No nope. coffee, higher or lower? Lower. Wow. Hundred and ten. Hundred and thirty one. Wow. Coffee Bean must have been like one, one seventy eight. One forty five. And then who, what, that's in the 170s. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, Who, what's 145, and then Coffee Bean's at 158. Wow. Yeah. NC-17's that low. Right. And that's such a great 21 feature, too, but... Bro, that's probably underrated track that on my list, too. It is underrated track on your list, no? It was, right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. You're right. But I I didn't realize how underrated it was. It's the worst song, apparently. Yeah. Wow. And for us, it was one of our favorite songs. So. Yeah. It's surprising. I wonder it's crazy. Why. It's crazy. And a lot of people like Astro Thunder. <laughs> what? I don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, I don't know. Some people are certain moods, so I don't know. Yeah. It's like man. it's like my list and your list. We're total opposites. Yeah. It's surprising. <laughs> I guess he really does music, make music for everyone, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's so salty right now. <laughs> I'm so salty. <laughs> um, next, uh, next question here is two-parter. One of the more controversial questions for sure. Is this a classic album within this uh, within Travis Scott's um, discography in general? Um, that includes mixtapes as well. And also uh, within the general music sphere. Um, let's just go into like pop rap, I guess, within pop yeah. rap. Yeah. Um, in terms of own discography, yeah, it definitely is. 
mm. one of his best, mm. second best maybe. Mm. But for me, Rodeo would be number one. Okay. Like Rodeo 2015, I just feel like it was like such a f- fresh breath of air. You know, like it, it was something like, you know, like to make it so normalized and so commercial, like that kind of sound, trap kind of sound, that kind of like, you know, playing with autotune, but more extreme way, you know, mix of Cuddy and Kanye with hints of Yeezus added to it. You know, it was such a weird, it's like you said, a weird album, mm. like, but it was so well done. Mm. Mm. I feel like I put Rodeo over Astroworld, but Astroworld okay. is still a classic in its, okay. in, in its own discography. Okay, okay. okay. It's and not then, the best. And then Pop Rap. Pop Rap, yeah, has to be. Mm. it has to be um up there like it has to okay if we're not saying pop rap we remove the pop from it just rap in general hip-hop and rap mm, that's, a, that's a harder debate really i think so mm, okay I, I, feel, I feel like like i said his expertise doesn't really, doesn't really lie in the, the rapping part mm. it's more in the beats and the way mm-hmm. he uses his voice the vibes right? it's the vibes right he nails the vibes he does so if we're talking about rap you know a big thing is lyricism right and I feel like Travis, compared to other rappers, are not up. It's not up there. Mm, mm, mm. And something wrong with that. It's like you said, it's he not, perfected. No. He, he perfected his sound. He knows what he likes. What he's good at. He does it good. Yep. So yep. he needs to do right. Yep. Yep. No pop rap only. Yep. Yep. Um, for myself, to within Travis Scott's overall discography, um, I'm not going to go to my details or anything until I do the rating. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a yes. And then for pop rap or just rap in general, actually, I'm going to say yes as well. Um, I think this is the album for me, at least for him, that was a great bounce back album for us all. Yep. Um, might be in contention as the best Travis Scott album that you put out there. But also, it's one of those albums like I talked about. Like You have to listen to front to back, which is one of my personal criteria when I List a classic album, and also it's one of those albums where it had it didn't say any features. The rollout was incredible, and you're just in for surprise, and it was a great surprise. And the marketing after was incredible too. His merch that came out, his theme park themed music festival that he had in in Houston for years, and that one got shut down a couple yeah. years ago because of what happened. The rage, yeah. the rage culture that he emulates, that he enables, like it's one of those things. I mean, it, it's it's this is the most Travis Scott album that encapsulate who Travis Scott is at this current day. Yeah. Um, Rodeo might be a bit more different, as you said, but I think now he's found a sound, and now it's a mix of. Not just singles only, because that's what I felt like Birds and Trap McNap, uh, Birds and Fly Trap McKnight was to me. Yeah. Just a bunch of compilations of singles. This just felt more flowing, felt much more of a better album. Um, and speaking of album, the last question here, two parter, rank this album of a hundred. So comparing to Travis Scott's other work and as an album as a whole, um, to the other work, uh, like I said, there were st- still some tracks I could have cut out. Mm-hmm. Even though as a whole it's amazing, mm-hmm. so I'd I'd give it like a mid eighty, like an eighty seven okay. in okay. discography. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. And in mm-hmm. the music world, 
you know, I say it flows around the same thing, like in the mid eighties, like from eighty four to eighty five, I'll give it. Okay. Like that great album, great start to like, you know, like a great bounce back album, great story, mm -hmm. amazing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you know, obviously the moment made it a lot better for me, you know, because oh, it has great memories yeah. of it. Yeah. Right. But if I didn't have that, I don't think I would have enjoyed it that much. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I feel like it, it amplified my experience and maybe like truly like be obsessed with it. Mm, mm. If they didn't, if it didn't catch me like that, I would have been like, oh, all right. Mm, mm. It's not bad. Mm. But yeah, but still nonetheless great. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, For myself, the first part, I'm going to put it as a 95. Um, my opinion, mm. I think this album is actually no i'm gonna knock it down i'm gonna go 90 because it's hard um it's near perfect for me but because there's rodeo too that's where it makes it a bit tougher for me rodeo is neck and neck i can't put 95 in rodeo hat is it could be a 90 like that that for me doesn't feel right if mm -hmm. rodeo is a bit down it'll be nicked off by one or two or three points actually yeah. that's an album i would like to work on next but um it's a good album it's and 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 Birds in a Trap was one of those albums like all right he just dished it out yeah it was like Drake's one of many albums he just pushed out there. yeah um, yeah I agree even though even though the album had very classic like like timeless singles yeah through the late antidote goosebumps like pick up the phone those yeah, are pick... the three biggest tracks antidote's actually in rodeo. They were in Rodeo? Uh, Antidote was. Antidote, yeah, Antidote. Was. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the other two songs were in Birds in the Trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, Through the Late Night. Yeah, Great track. Through the Late Night. The Ends. Yeah, like, wonderful. Wonderful. And for this album, it's 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 a timeless album. But as it tracks, you don't have songs as timeless as much as Rodeo. Or You're right. In Birds in the Trap, unfortunately. Like, it wasn't right. meant to be an album for singles. It was just meant to be an album as a collective unit for you yep. to go on a journey on. So, um, and as such, I'm because of that as a whole, I'm giving this album a 90. Um, the only like, even though Forest Hill Drive, I give it a hundred and a hundred. That's because it's far above ahead. J. Cole's other works. It's, mm -hmm. And it's one of those albums that was Gram won a Grammy, no yep. features. Yeah, you you have and every song you don't skip, and it's yep. one of those. The, even the outro, like outro might be long, but like it was it was nice to see the humility of it. But yep. even for this album, it's like all right, this album's that high because you know it's a it's a masterpiece, like it's a work of art. It it, it really took me on a journey, and yep. the thing when you said sentimental value for me i think it would have been higher for me if i if oshiega happened the week after or two weeks after mm. but because it dropped on the same day no one really knew the first oh, four or five yeah. songs when he was playing it out yeah fair. only the re only the true ones like i didn't know but even though it's like you don't have time to digest those songs yet yeah it's true so you're like oh shit he played more of his new stuff yeah and, and that's that's why Drake, when he did the three amigos or the amigos tour with Migos, when he brought Travis to do Sicker Mode in Toronto, yeah. that's when I was like, "This is my experience has been completed. Yep. I just need to go see Travis now, like do yep. the album." 
So, as such, that's my ratings. That's our list. That's our podcast. Let's go and recap our list and then wrap this thing up. For sure, yeah. All right, so my top five, no particular order, is we have Houston Hornification, NC-17, Yosemite, Skeletons, and Stop Trying to Be God. Thank you, Saha, for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, of course. Um, my list here, No Bystanders, Sickle Mode, uh, Stop Trying to Be God, number three, Butterfly Effect, and then number one, Stargazing. Now, before we go here, um, what have you have in store for us as of late? What have you been doing? Where can the people find you before we go? Yeah, for sure. Same thing, you know, just been grinding out on TikTok, having fun. You mm. guys check it out. It's called Hot Take 08. Mm-hmm. Great videos coming out soon. Thank you for your time again today, and thank you for always hopping on to this. Really appreciate it. Um, for our listeners at home, if you enjoyed this pod or have some thoughts on our list or want to submit your own topics you'd want us to listen debate about, feel free to follow us and hit us up our IG account at BB Shop Quintet Podcast or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can give us a follow or five-star review on all streaming platforms and subscribe to us. Um, and let us be your top five of the day. Cheers. <laughs>